uh, Barry Kazire, teambuilders.agency. It's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, I have Sir Barry Kazire. Doesn't that name sound like it should just have the royal title behind it? I'll let him, maybe he'll tell you that story. Maybe he just wants to stay, you know, kind of just like Meghan Markle, you know, just, uh, I don't really need the title. Um, but he's going to give us the game on lead generation, branding, marketing, you know, that is always changing. You guys know as a PR guy and a consultant, I'm always wanting to give you guys something you can use, somebody you can actually go to, because guess what? I'm getting older, people. I'm not going to be doing work forever, ever, forever, ever. No, no, not I. And so there's other people who have energy. There's other people who are might be better in certain things than we do. And, you know, we're just going to new levels. So we like to meet with good people who aren't going to tell you they can make you famous today, but we'll tell you how they can make you better. So Barry, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Thanks. I'm doing awesome. Thanks. Yeah, we just uh, had our little hurricane, uh, big hurricane, and uh, we're doing great here uh, Yeah, in, in Clearwater, Florida. Yes. And I wasn't in case, you know, anybody wanted a loan from you. I wasn't going to say where you were at. I mean, I know it's on the LinkedIn, but, I, but since you let it, I'm, we're glad here in Palm Beach that you're good, that we're good. And hopefully those who don't have power yet, they will get good and you guys can always help out. But it's all about you, Barry, right now, because Stampede Branding, let the people know you know, what do you do? Um, how your company may be different? Maybe there's some services you offer that are unique that, you know, other companies don't offer. Yeah, I mean, I have two companies. Um, I'll tell you my history. I have two companies. Uh, one, Stampede Branding, which we do a lot with uh, lead generation of various sorts. Uh, all the different, we had some huge teams, uh, digital marketing, appointment setting, content development. That's Stampede Branding. And then my other company is teambuilders.agency. Uh, and that's a virtual assistant company. And for that, what we do there is we actually help a person build up their team. Uh, a lot of marketing work, but also receptionists, uh, administrative assistants, people booking you for speaking gigs, people booking you on podcasts, uh, handling your social media. We put teams together for people really inexpensively so they can grow their their business, their brand, and what they're up to. And then I do some nonprofit work. Um, I do some character education work, and I, I also work with an interventionist um, that helps families who, you know, maybe somebody in that family got some trouble and they need some help. So that, that's, that's, in a nutshell, what I do for a living. Yeah, and it's needed. And, you know, we can get into the, um, the, the people who need help. But I want to ask you, because I can hear somebody right now say, wait, so you mean you can book me on Joe Rogan's podcast or, you know, make me. So let's tackle that first. Sure. When you say you can get people on shows and maybe give people ranges of what that entails, because a lot of times people will call me and they'll say, well, you're a publicist, right? Yes. Well, can you get me on Oprah? Can you get me on this, that Joe Rogan, whomever? And you're like, you know, we can always pitch to them, but sure. you want guarantees and guarantees. First, I don't even know what your show is called. Do you have a show yet? No, I'm thinking about it. So let the people know who may be established, how that works. If you do have, you know, a name, you have your website and social media yeah. and what type of avenues you like to pitch people to. 
Yeah. So like, uh, well, we usually, we use our virtual personnel, like remote personnel, inexpensive guys who are like, uh, and gals who are working in the Philippines at Team Builders Agency. And they're, uh, they're college educated, really bright people. Uh, what we do is we put together a pitch, we figure out what's unique about you and put together a simple pitch. Uh, it helps if you wrote a book or you did something that we find something that you did that is notable right that we can that we can push up there and, and then you have to have some topics that you're going to that you're willing to speak about usually like we offer people at least three different topics a host give them a choice of three different topics they might choose from and then we just start researching and finding podcasts um and and sending pitches and and booking uh you on shows we usually start at lower level shows you know um we're talking like at least 75 episodes, at least 50 plus reviews. Uh, we start gathering, you know, some momentum. And then as we gather like some examples of what you've done uh, and other shows, and as you gain some popularity, we can book you on higher level shows uh, where we can, you know, Joe Rogan's quite up there. Um, I mean, the kind of people that Joe Rogan has on his show is like, well, you're probably gonna have to, publish some books or be a celebrity in some way, you know, or gain some serious notoriety that's uh, that's pretty broad before you get onto the Joe Rogan show, I think in most cases. Um, so that's a that's quite a, a journey to get to that level. So, but we're talking about working our way up uh, towards higher and higher podcasts as you build your brand, you know, and maybe you, you, know, you get famous as an author or, and plus you have to have a topic that Joe Rogan's interested in uh for sure so that that's really kind of a, a simple summary uh but everybody's got something really cool and unique about them that they could talk about in a podcast so we just package that and and get it out there in front of people so they can just you know they can say yeah i want this guy on my show so we can talk for for 20 30 minutes and then that's extremely powerful we do it not just for the publicity part of it but if you're smart, you direct people back to your website to get some sort of a something from you uh, so you can stay in contact with them after they listen to you. Uh, and then, um, yeah, and then the other power of the podcast and then it directs people back to your website, the power of the search engine optimization associated with it. I mean, it's just a lot of power in that one piece of promotion, podcast guesting. Yeah, it's very cool. I, I love it. And, you know, to give you guys, if you, any of these terms or anything are new, Diversified Game is a business podcast where I don't have a whole bunch of fluff. I like people to share the game, but a, a lot of my publicist friends say, you know what, you're a good warm up for before this person goes back on the road because, you know, you're not the Joe Rogans. And I say, no, not yet. I don't, I don't even know if I want that type of notoriety because a lot of nonsense comes, what you can say, what you can't say. I'm just going to be canceled from day one. But, you know, if you do go and hit up Barry's company and he does start to give you those interviews, it's what you do with those interviews and how you portray those. Because if you go on Joe Rogan and you start stuttering, and stammering, no one is going to really want to, you know, whatever product you're pushing, no one cares. So it's what you do with that interview after. And a lot of times, you know this, Barry, because you've podcasted for years, that people won't even reshare their interview. 
So here they come to you as a client, you book them for all these shows and they're not even resharing them. Can you talk about the error in that and how often that happens maybe just so no one else would do that again? Yeah, it's like, I mean, if you get booked on a show, I mean, I'll tell you the couple different things is that people don't give something to the people that they're, you know, they're in the audience, right? Like um, you need to have something that you, you're giving these people that they can go get as a result of you being on the show. Like, uh, like I've got my little ebook, 249 things that a virtual assistant can do for you, which it lists out all the marketing tasks, the assistant tasks, you know. And the first thing to do is to share that with the host so that he can put that in the show notes so that people can go, hey, you know, I, I, I want that booklet, right? And that, that way you can be connected to those people. Because if they listen to the podcast, well, they, they may get really excited about what you do, but then immediately forget who you are. But if you have something like that that you're sharing, well, that means that they sign up for your email list, uh, that they, you know, now they're connected with you. Uh, now they're, you know, now you've got an opportunity to send them more emails, to talk to them some more, which is a huge mistake. People forget to do that as well. Because if you stay connected, well, then you've got an opportunity to, um, you know, they keep getting reminded about what you're about, right? And then they might they say, oh, now I need you, right, for something. Uh, now that you're, where is, where is that email? I get emails from him, right? Or I used to get emails from him. Where is that? And they go dig it up and now they can reach out to you and, and contact you, right? So those are two things that people forget to do, right? So I got this little 249 things booklet, 249 things a virtual assistant can do for you. Well, you also, whatever that thing is that you're giving away, you should mention it at least two or three times in the show, right? You just keep bringing it up. What are those 249 things a virtual assistant can do for you? And there, I mentioned it three times now. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and so basically, you know, you've got that. So now you've, um, you mentioned it and the, the host has in the notes, then they connect with you, then they've got the, then you've got your own responsibility to set, keep sending them emails. Every week, you send them some sort of email to talk to them a little bit further, uh, maybe even follow up and give them a call after they downloaded that booklet. But then, yeah, the thing you mentioned is then that podcast, it needs to be shared on your own social media and you can share it, like I could share this podcast you know, once every once a month, easily on my on my various social profiles. The fact that I appeared here on this podcast, I could and should share it once a month because that's publicity that I can keep sharing that publicity and keep. If I can get somebody to sit there and listen to me for thirty minutes, talk about something like how to use virtual assistants to grow your business, then um, wow, they might reach out and connect up further and become a customer. And I keep sharing it, keep sharing it, keep sharing it. Uh, people will see it. And you kind of have to see things a number of times before you do something about it. There's an old thing called the rule of seven. You know what the rule of seven? You know? Oh, yeah. yeah like, I mean, you guys could just Google the rule of seven. It still applies today. It definitely applies today. It might be the rule of 35 today. Uh, you know, where you got to mention something. It used to be where you have to mention something somehow or another to somebody about seven times before they then took action, you know, presented to them in seven different ways before they actually took action on it. Uh, 
that repetition is key, right? It's all part of publicity and promotion is repetition and doing putting something out there and out there again. So a lot of our virtual assistants help you to get that repetition done because you don't necessarily have time to go book yourself on a podcast. You don't have time to send out a hundred messages a day via your LinkedIn profile or collect up all those email addresses or write an email to all the people that downloaded your 249 things a virtual assistant can do for you booklet, right? So you, you employ those people to then reach out on your behalf with uh, a lot of promotion, a lot of communication. And then the other thing is putting that podcast on your website, right? With the links to it and the, um, the summary of it, maybe even a transcript of it, uh, that will tremendously aid your search engine optimization because Google likes content, right? Uh, and maybe some of your other guests have said this before, but, but Google's job is to, well, their primary purpose, the, why they were, they were created, was to service the searcher, those that are searching for things. So they want to provide good search results. So what that means is that people out there in the world have to provide good content and information so that Google has something to present. And if you're always like appearing on these podcasts and you're you know, giving your message and you've got links back to your website as a result of that from the podcast, you've shared the podcast on your website. I mean, that's really just going to help build your website's value, right? And how much traffic you get to it. So, I mean, that's just a quick little rundown of what you should be doing with the podcast if you appear on one. Definitely. And, you know, you guys can go YouTube and Google and everything on lead generation, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And there's a lot of ugly out there and a lot of people who will tell you, yeah, come with me and we can guarantee this. But the point, I like you guys to kind of get in the mind and see how people who have, how they started, they sustained, succeeded. And so my next questioning, you you won't just be able to Google. You won't be able to find 50 videos like, like that. But Barry, I want to know, because, you know, you with the branding, in the marketing, you you did that. You've done that. You, it's like, you know, you could teach that if you want to teach that at the university, right? But there's a point where you get where you're like, okay, I have this talent, this skill. I can show other people. Um, I can get a, hire other people. Did your other business stampede come out of from the marketing business where you're like, I got all this work, workers, and I just want to get more work? Like, how did you evolve to say, I'm going to create two companies? And or was it like a retirement type plan where you're like, hey, I can retire once I get all this set up? I want to get into your mind because sure. kids today have so much that so much ambition, so much access. You and I had to go through the card catalog. We actually had to walk places and now they just type, type, type. And I say over 40 is a beautiful thing, people. But tell the people, like, how did you get all this together? Because that's where a lot of people make a mistake of putting the teams together. Yeah, I'll tell you, I mean, it's a long, it's kind of a, I'll, I'll shrink it down for you a little bit. I'll give you the cliff note version, right? Um, yeah, what's I, that, Mary? They don't know what that is anymore. <laughs> Those are the abbreviated notes. So, right? you used to be able to buy these, little, they, they probably still have them in the bookstores. Uh, yeah. abbreviated little notes of, of a story, so you didn't have to read the whole story. Uh, but uh, basically, all right, good. So, I barely graduated high school. Um, you know, I, I was a horrible student, I, they didn't really teach me in school how to study. 
And so I squeaked through and, you know, I uh, graduated high school. And, uh, and so then I went to, uh, I went to college. I, I failed completely at college, uh, basically due to my lack of study, you know, tools on how to study. And, um, yeah, I'd, I'd worked for my dad during, while I was going through high school, I worked for him after high school. He introduced me to, he was an entrepreneur. He introduced me to marketing, sales and advertising, the whole idea of being an entrepreneur. Um, but, uh, and then I went into sales for a short time after, after, uh, you know, failing in college for the first time. So I went to sales and did that and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed talking to people. It didn't require much reading. So, cause I wasn't, that wasn't my thing. Right. And, um, but I, I ran across some tools on how to study and I actually spent the next, um, five years, uh, of my free time anyway, uh, dedicating myself to learning how to study and how to, how to, how to, you know, educate myself because I, I didn't get that in school. So I, I dug in deep, right. Uh, restudying the subject of grammar, uh, vocabulary, uh, various subjects, right. Stand and ended up studying philosophy and different religions and really understanding all these different things. Um, as a result, during that same time, I basically decided I was going to dedicate my life to, uh, I worked for a publisher for a few years because I re I rekindled my, uh, uh, love of learning. So I worked for a publisher that published self-help books and books for nonprofits. And then I got into working for nonprofits directly. And I did about 20 years of working uh, full-time uh, in, in nonprofit, for nonprofits, primarily in community outreach, reaching out, introducing people to the subjects uh, that, I was, that I was working with and also running volunteers. So, so at this point in my life, you know, which is about, I don't know, probably about um, eight, nine years, you know, uh, let's see, at that point in my life, probably about 18 years ago, approximately, 16 to 18 years ago, um, I'd had a long career, about 15 years at that point in nonprofit work, a lot with community outreach, so promotion, basically marketing, um, a lot with running volunteers, basically teams, right? And so I decided, yeah, and I was working in nonprofit and I went, you know, I probably should make some money. <laughs> so, you know, I needed some money, you know, I needed to, uh, I, I, I had things that I wanted, you know, I, I'd helped a lot of people and spent, a, and spent and really gained in a tremendous education for myself in how to administer a business. I mean, I, did I study after I learned, after I rehabilitated my ability to study? Yeah, I dug in. I have a huge library of books. Uh, there's a book. I got tons of books. Uh, I dug in. I studied deeply on a lot of different subjects, as well as read a lot of books for fun. Uh, and it's something that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't dug in. And there's an organization. It's called Applied Scholastics um, dot, dot org that you can check out. That their tools are the primary reason I was able to rehabilitate my education and, and educate myself. Applied Scholastics dot org. Uh, is one of the nonprofits I've done some work for. So, um, so I decided I needed to make some money. So I actually started a marketing company with my wife. My wife, uh, we got married back then about, um, it was about 16 years ago. Um, we, 
and she moved from Africa to here and was living with me right from South Africa and uh and she got a great job she she ran a drug rehab in South Africa she worked in nonprofits herself uh in South Africa she's a great administrator amazing person she was able to get a great job but she really wanted to work with me she didn't move to the USA to like spend most of her time away from me <laughs> so uh you know so yeah, that's not why I came here so we were actually walking down the road one day and we we actually found a postcard that was laying on the ground and uh and they sold postcards as well this this postcard right and we're just going to a coffee shop and she's seeing their drawing she's actually a great artist um she does some great artwork i don't have any of it in here but she's she's also a writer and i'm sitting here watching her draw and i know she's got computer skills and she's administrative skills and i'm like and i'm still working my nonprofit job and i'm like hey let's start a marketing company so uh so she was our first web designer graphic designer uh she ran all the the every every technical aspect of it that there was <laughs> i did the promotion and the sales and then uh, and talked about and basically helped people with marketing strategy which she helped me implement and so our first company was a marketing company and we had did that for about 10 years in st louis missouri and then we sold that and moved down here to clearwater and kind of started over she was uh she she ran the company with me we sold it she was a got a job down here at inc 500 company as a sales coach uh, i was a public a national speaker for that company for for a while great company um here in clearwater inc 500 company uh but then we kind of got the we decided we want to do our own thing so i basically started a, a marketing business stampede branding at that point and so Stampede Branding was the, and, and we used all our knowledge about freelancers, working with teams to grow that business. And we immediately figured out that businesses needed help running their businesses. So we started this other company called teambuilders.agency. And uh, Team Builders is virtual assistance that provides all the marketing tools really inexpensively. We can give you a person for like under 10 bucks an hour, which is they're making amazing money in the country that they live in in the Philippines, right? And we treat them really well and stuff. They're great people, college educated, great English, amazing guys. Love working with them. Um, and uh, so, so we've grown these two companies uh, to help other to help businesses grow. You know, we can promote for them, and we can help give them the team members that they need. So we've got two businesses that kind of that that both provide those personnel right that are helping people to grow their business um in one way or another we provide receptionists and uh collections people and uh people to do research to find new speaking gigs on stages everything you know like i said i got their 249 things booklet and so that's that's how i came from there to here that was from the age 18 uh roughly to where i am now which is 55 right uh so uh, and I'd say the biggest thing that probably has gotten me there is investing in myself and making myself a better person, uh, more educated, more skilled at different things, more insightful, more ethical, uh, you know, all for the purpose of being able to do a better job for other people. And so, um, you know, because life's no fun if you're not living it with people and having a good time and helping people right 
uh life yeah life's no good so that that's the that's the cliff notes and so can we say then can we say you know, because I was a terrible student, graduated with 1.9 GPA, but I had a fast 40. So I was able to find a school and then things changed. But can we then say, like for your daughter, Renee, who, you know, graduated summa cum laude, I believe it was, we'll, we'll give your wife the credit or should we uh, uh, give both of you credit because you then learn how to study? Because I think school, I mean, they leave out half the class. And I'm biased because I was part of that half, right? I just wasn't interested. I mean, what you're talking about, I don't see how this is going to relate. But who do we give credit to for, you know, I know you have two daughters for your, your daughter's education and being great at school. And, you know, what could we do to change that? Because their need, school needs a change. Many yeah. documentaries have been put about, about it, studies, white papers. Give us your thoughts. Well, I'd say that the school should have the primary objective of creating a self-sufficient student who can self-study and self-learn. That should be, their job should be that, not just, you know, so, uh, and they don't really have any study tools, right? If you go to appliedscholastics.org, I'm sorry, appliedscholastics.org, those are the tools that we uh, gave my daughters. We gave my daughters those tools from Applied Scholastics. We taught them about using a dictionary to look up the words they don't understand. Uh, we, we have them learn it at the right level for them so that they could easily advance their learning to the next level. Uh, we had them practically apply the knowledge that they were gathering so that it wasn't just some information that was sitting in their head. Uh, their mother is an amazing person, uh, Kathy. She's, um, she was, she's basically like very organized, uh, you know, she's very much different from me, right? I, I'm, I'm, you know, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit on the other side of things. I'm creating all the time. And uh, not that she's not creating, she's definitely creating. I'm just creating in a different way. I'm in a sales, promotion, that's my thing, right? I get the word out. So we both though, uh, focused on making sure the girls had these basic study tools. And then we pulled them out of, we never sent them to public school. Uh, either, which is, I mean, that's because we decided that we we're going to find other options because we didn't really care. I'm not saying there's, there are good public schools out there and they're good public school teachers for sure. Uh, but we didn't have faith in the fact that we were going to luck into one. Um, so we, we sent, first we sent them to a private school, which is applied scholastic school, uh, because I'd had such good experience with that. And my wife thought it was amazing, an amazing tool. And then when we no, didn't have one of those schools available uh, because of where we were located, uh, we sent them to a parochial or a, a religious-based school because we knew it was, a, again, a private school that, um, yeah, that was, that was going to, they were going to be more interested in, the odds were better that we were going to run into teachers that were more interested. That was my opinion. Definitely, definitely. And you guys, you know, it's different because my wife being from Cameroon, when somebody, you know, can speak multiple languages and you learn that the stuff we learned in college, they did in elementary, you're like, hold on, you learn this when, you know, yeah, it's calculus. Yeah, I was doing this since I was 10. Yeah. At what school did you go to? You right, know, right. but... <laughs> And my, and my wife, my wife, Claire, she's like that. She was reading and playing chess at like, you know, 10. And she's reading you know, major novels and stuff at 10. And, uh, you know, because her dad also, because we went, 
that's how we ran it. We ran the same nonprofit circles and that's how we ended up meeting eventually, right? Um, but, uh, but her dad used these same study tools. Like for instance, you know, if you're gonna start a kid on reading, give him tons of books that he can easily read at his level, right? If, if it's picture books with a few words, give him tons of them and then gradually increase the difficulty with tons of opportunities to read. And it's a very simple way, you know, to apply those tools uh, that I applied much later in life <laughs> to dig myself out, right? It's a, it's there, there's just like teach kids things like calligraphy so they can actually write and not just use a keyboard, you know? Uh, I mean, there's so many things now I'd still love to go study. I just have to, it's kind of like, it's kind of almost hard to prioritize sometimes. But I mean, to answer your question, it's really those, those tools that applied scholastics, um, which are, yeah, key. Okay. No, that's, that's good stuff. And, you know, you were, we talked about it earlier and, and it's my signature question. So I got to know because, you know, things are winning, you're working, you're helping entrepreneurs and you're making a profit, but you also talked about your, um, what I call, what is your community give back that you're doing or that you'd like to do in the future? You mentioned it in the beginning, talk more about how you're connecting with the community and how those services work because, not everybody has, you know, even a male role model. Like it's shocking to me. I'm like, what do you mean? You don't have uncles? You don't have Tio Tia? I mean, not Tio Tia. Nowadays, Tia can be Tio. Um, but let me not get you canceled, Barry. I'll keep it. I'll try to keep it PC. But I'm not a PC guy. Um, but yeah, give us the, you know, tell us your community give back and, and what you're doing. Well, like I said, I spent uh, about a total of 25 years actually uh, working nonprofit, you know, most of the, uh, 20 of that full time, uh, 40 hour week job. Even when I had my marketing company, I was working full time in my marketing company and full time in nonprofits uh, in St. Louis. And when I worked, when I did that work, I worked with a lot of churches um, and I worked with some different organizations. Uh, Applied Scholastics is one of them, uh, there's another one called The Way to Happiness. And there's another one called uh, Narconon, right? Uh, the way to happiness.org, you can find them there. And narconon.org would be another one you can find online. But um, uh, so I work with the way, I, and I basically, you know, one of my things I'd love to do is grow the business to a point, you know, where I'm ready to go. Like half my time goes back to nonprofit work. So I want to come full circle personally, you know, to where I, I'm able to, give half that time and also uh, supply a lot of personnel uh, to those activities because it's, it's manpower that does the trick, right? Volunteers and, and, and you know, personnel that you can put onto the job. I just wanna pay my guys in the Philippines, they would love to do nonprofit work that help the planet, right? And so, in fact, I just was able to give one of them a project now. So I, I've actually started in that direction, right? And I spend my own time giving back to it. The one that I'm, the two that I'm currently working on, one is uh, I work with a drug interventionist and I get him on podcasts. Um, his name's Bobby Newman. And uh, he's gotten onto a bunch of podcasts talking about, um, you know, helping families. And that's, and he works with Narconon and some other drug rehab facilities. He does interventions where he gets a call from a brother, a sister, a uh, mother, a father, or a wife who's got somebody in the family who, well, they've gone the wrong direction with drugs and they need help quick. 
And so Bobby actually arrives and um, has conversations and gets his person convinced to get on a plane and go with him to Narconon to arrive at Narconon for uh, for this this program, right? To to get him clean. And Narconon is an amazing program because it it does not use drugs to get people off of drugs, which is about the stupidest thing in the world, right? <laughs> they use drugs <laughs> to get people off drugs, right? Yeah, just stop taking this drug. Take this drug and sit. There you go. Uh, that's dumb. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a a simplification of it, but it's true. You know, and Arcanon uses, they use a, a variety of steps to drug-free withdraw and then getting the person clean and helping them get their body clean. So it actually is rid of the toxins that they've accumulated. Amazing program. So I love working with them. The other program is um, called The Way to Happiness. And there's a video I'll make, I'll make sure to give you so that um, you can share it with guys that uh, with everybody in the audience. Uh, our work in St. Louis with the Way to Happiness, uh, we worked with a lot of different churches, uh, Baptist Church, Catholic Church, the Nation of Islam, a lot of nonprofits as well, uh, working on a character education program in the city uh, that had a dramatic effect on the, on the crime rates in St. Louis. Uh, 2012, 2013 is when we were doing that. So, um, that's why I was working, like I said, full time, half my time was given to nonprofits. So I was able to create this big campaign and a huge effect over those you know, few years that we did that specific program. Uh, and that's what I want to get back to is doing things like that. And I think I've, I've learned enough. I've learned a lot where I can do it on a huge scale. And um, actually, I could say that it's the reason I funded my company so I could learn about more about promotion. And so I could learn more about how to organize teams with the ultimate goal of pointing both of those barrels <laughs> at, yeah. at real problems, you know? And um, yeah, so there you go. Well, you guys, now you've learned Barry is really going for sainthood. And one, one person out there, you guys might've got it mixed up when he said Narcanon, because some people say, hey, Narcan, I've used that, no? He's, he's not not the same thing. I remember working for the Phoenix Academy when they trained us for that in case anybody had an overdose. And you're like, oh, okay. You know, um, you, and you, you learn because I don't have a drug problem, but I surely have a sweet problem. So I switch my problem with their problem and say, I might always be an addict. So you guys have to have grace and mercy for everybody who is struggling with something because, you know, again, sweets is mine. Don't put some sweets in front of me, when I, especially when I'm trying to, <laughs> you know, be good. It's, it, it, it's, it's not going to go well um, in my 40 plus years. I remember when candy used to be like five cents or, or cheaper. So it, it, I'm, I'm an addict, but I, I love it. And you guys, I love if you would... Look in the description box, whether you are listening or watching and make sure you tap in because everybody needs help. I specifically didn't talk about prices because everyone needs something different. So I don't want to throw out a price and then you say, oh, well, I don't have that. Reach out to Barry. You see how friendly he is, him and his staff, the Philippines. Are you kidding me? I mean, those people out there, I wish they could teach customer service here, um, especially the way things are going. But 
we get what we get and $15 an hour for minimum wage apparently isn't enough. Again, I'm trying to stay on a clear view, but I remember working for a lot less. So, and we made it work. Um, you guys have got into the game. Barry, if there's any last advice or tell them where they can find you best ways to tap in for either of the businesses, I'll make sure to put the links in the description. Yeah, I mean, go to teambuilders.agency uh, website. Uh, so it's not .com, it's .agency, which is a little different. And um, so teambuilders.agency or stampedebranding.com. Uh, either one of those places, you can reach me through either one of those websites. I'll, I'll directly receive, you, you know, that you reach out to me. I will get, I will get the communication. I'll, I'll respond. All right. You guys have been blessed by the game for that other other person who says, is Kellen, what is he? Some type of Republican. Kellen is a total independent. I vote for George Carlin, um, you, you know, and the hologram of George Carlin. So you guys have been blessed by the game. Make sure you share this with someone. It will change their life. Hey family, on November 20th through December 1st, 2022, we will have the all-inclusive Kenya trip. Now, a lot of times people have said, Phil, when's the next trip we'd like to go? I want to see Africa for myself, but well, this is the time to go. Everything will be taken care of. All the excursions are paid. You can do monthly payments. You know, they'll have a safari and a six city tour. You will see Charlie Island, which is something that we did not see last time on the tour. This tour will be 12 days instead of seven days. So make sure to secure your place on the trip by going to www.wbsvs.com, make your deposit, and then you can start making your payments and we'll see you in Kenya. Are you tired of the rat race in America? Are you ready to visit the motherland to relax and rejuvenate? Are you ready to explore all that Africa has to offer? Then check out the brand new Diversified Game Academy course, Prepare for My First Trip to Africa. Are you worried about being able to afford the trip? We got you. We will show you how to travel either on a budget or as a baller. Learn how to stress the value of the USD. Did you know that 100 United States dollars is worth over 1,000 South African Rand or 10,000 Kenyan shillings? or 54,250 West African CFA. Are you worried about taking your kids? Get the game from Kellen Cash, a bona fide world traveler, having traveled to almost 20 countries, several of those in Africa. Get the game on taking your kids on their first trips. Learn how to find the best tickets, get the visas, and plan your own adventures in Africa. Don't let Eddie Murphy have all the fun. Plan your own coming to Africa trip starring you, produced by you, and featuring you. If you are ready for a life-changing experience, sign up for our course today, Diversified Game Academy. Get prepared and purchase at diversifiedgame.com.